Pigweed here. Today we review an Irish red and discuss how definitions of words seem to have changed recently. Hello and welcome to Beer in Conversation with Pigweed and Crow Hill. Good evening, Crow Hill. Good evening, Pigweed. Oh. Choking on the phone there. Huh? <laughs> I'm choking on the phone. Uh, what's on your mind? Well, you know, I, I've, I've been trying to build a, a business recently right. and um, trying to build my consultant, consulting business. And I'm, I'm realizing that I need a lot more diversity in my client base. Oh, that makes sense. So you're advertising in gay newspapers. Uh, I suppose I might, but that's that's really not what I mean. I'm looking for a diverse mix of types and sizes of companies. Oh, I see. So when you say diverse, obviously, I know what you mean. You mean uh, racially diverse. Of course, you have to take into account what their sexual tendencies are. You might need to do uh, all women companies. Yeah, you know, is that, is I, that the I, kind of thing you mean by, no, by I diverse. Really, I really don't want to what talk about fat with them. companies. They have their fat companies. I, I I don't want to talk with them about their their pant size, and I don't want to talk about who they sleep with. Oh. I, I'm just talking about I want different types of companies so that I can have different, you know, just diverse in the in the regular sense. Oh, of the, the word regular diverse. word. The regular word diverse. Before five minutes ago. Yes, uh, the, the regular word. I was word forced divorce. to think. Other things every time I hear the word diverse. Yes. yes so you mean I, just the regular way? I just mean the regular so we've word. We've done it forever. Diverse. That that's the way we thought of the word diverse when we were kids. And, uh, you know, that's that's what I was talking yeesh. about. All right. Now, what, this is not diverse beer in the fact that uh, this is my second Irish beer in uh, as many days yeah. or as many <laughs> as many hours. <laughs> yes. So, so uh, this is O'Hara's Irish Red. It says craft brewed in Ireland. Okay. Which is cool. And it's uh, in one of these stupid European 11.2 fluent ounce Cookie. glasses. They're they're cheating us again, but it's a, it's a regular, normal strength, 4.3 percent regular sessionable kind of a beer. Right. And it says a full bodied Irish red with a traditional hop aroma, bounced with a sweet malt finish. So right. Well, sounds, I mean, O'Hara's does lovely. a very fine job with their nitro stout. Yes. Let's see uh, what they do here with this full bodied Irish red. Yeah, well, it's got it's got a traditional. This is the aroma I would expect from a a red ale. All right, and it's very smooth. Let me get some. And oh, it's got a boy. The hot bitterness surprises me a little bit. A little more bitter than I expected. Wow, you're right. And it's a, and, and you had a late reaction there. Mm -hmm. It's a very late bitterness. Mm -hmm. It's the back of your tongue, and it's after you've completely swallowed the beer. Yeah. Wow, you get that's all that's business. actually that's and actually very interesting. Yeah, and it's a yes, it's a lingering uh, bitterness in in a non IPA kind of way. Yes, right. There's no yeah. there, there's there's no pininess or no. It's just straight up straight up old fashioned hop old, bitterness. Old fashioned hop bitterness Pun punching you right in the mouth when you uh, when you swallow, which I I wouldn't have expected from an Irish red to tell you the truth, but I like it. Yeah, it's, it's, it uh, makes it uh, makes it interesting. Okay. What do you got for the color? Uh huh. Yeah, if you would expect yeah, from the little, red. little bit of red, a little bit of red hue to that. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Very well, it's nice. it's very well done. It's a it's a little. Mm. You have to like hot bitterness if you're going <laughs> to like really, if you're going to yeah. like this beer. Uh, but it's it's well done. Yeah, I, I mean, I if you're uh, 
Right. If you're a Corona Light lover, it's good. It's not for you. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, it's not for you. But that's that's very interesting. I like it. Okay. All right. Guess what? Well, it's springtime. I'm thinking um, putting a greenhouse in my backyard. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm just not sure of the proper orientation. Um, Okay. So you mean that, like, plants have different sexes, so you need to figure out... No, 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 no. No, I'm, I'm talking about... So I've got, you know, I have to take into account where the sun is. I have trees yeah. that block. So, you know, I have to consider the orientation, you know, to get maximum sunlight and that kind of thing. You know? I, 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 I just never thought that a greenhouse had a sexual orientation. I'm talking about the original, normal understanding of the word orientation. Nothing about sex. There's no sex involved. I'm just talking about the position in relationship to something else. Uh, that kind of orientation. Ori- okay. Orientation meaning facing the orient. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that, that, that I'd be much more comfortable with. Then every time I hear the word orientation, somebody uh, in the, there's a little birdie in the back of my mind goes, sexual. <laughs> when I don't want to think about that, but it's a word that's been ruined recently. Yes, and so, has, at any rate. Has, yeah. So yeah, so you know, back to my sorry to go back to my business again, but yeah, okay. But I, I've discovered recently that I need to transition my business to a different revenue model. Oh, oh, I see. So you're going to have some kind of surgery or something like, uh, you know, get implants? No, or no, what? Get something no, taken off? No, or? I'm not. Th- I'm not thinking i'm going i'm thinking i'm going to ask my clients to pay in advance because it, it just i need to transition away from my current model well it makes it huh. for... so is mrs crowhill okay with this whole you know transitioning you know have you thought about the kids and the, the other people with your transitioning no listen i just need to make a change in the way i bill my clients okay well you know that's one man's transition is another man's excuse to the Run a business, or no? You know, saying you know what I'm saying, right? Wink, I, wink. I, transition. I, I do know what you're saying, but I'm thinking of the word transition the way the word transition has always meant. Oh, until, always. Yes, until yes, until five minutes ago. Until five minutes ago. Yes. And now, every time you hear the word, you're stuck thinking some some devious, awful, weirdo some thing. thought about somebody in a having their. Twigs and berries removed, or yeah. something like that. So. <laughs> yes, yeah. I was just thinking about regular. Oh, the regular, regular kind. of transition. Oh, right. You know, uh, did you see? Uh, are you going to see the new Batman? No, I don't know. I'm not. E- I'm not either. Because I, I can't keep I'm all not these a superhero these guy. superheroes straight. Anyway, so uh, uh, again, help me with this. What's the secret identity of Peter Parker? I'm pretty sure he identifies as a cis male. As a cis male, no, 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 no. His secret identity, you know, uh, I think I think he's the one that's Spider Man. I'm pretty sure. So, well, oh, so S- Spider Man is a closet trans woman. Not that kind of identity. I'm talking about like the normal use of identity that we've always used until five minutes ago, which just means the, the guy himself, not some. There's no, there's, there, there's no, there's no double entendre here. It's just, it's just identity, regular identity. Just identity. It doesn't have to do with your sexual proclivities or how you see yourself. Okay, you are who you are. You okay? Well, all right. Well, that's getting a little ancient on us there. <laughs> okay, so, so I was working on one of my dad's old guns, mm. and I'm having trouble with the trigger. Ah. Uh, I know. I, I I get it. I can imagine how you feel all those senseless gun deaths. Uh, no, no, no. I, I'm just worried about whether this trigger needs a little sandpaper and grease if I should get, try to replace it, or how can I fix it? Ah, 
Right? Well, guns can trigger all kinds of negative feelings. Do you need a hug? Uh, no, I need to know what to do with this trigger on a gun. I'm talking about, you know, when you have a gun. Oh, the little metal piece. The little thing that you put your finger on that you pull oh. to make the hammer fall to make uh, the so gun So the way fire. the trigger has always meant. Yes. What the trigger, what the trigger means when you're talking about a gun, I'm talking about the trigger. I'm not talking about... Before it became something that makes you curl up in a ball and search for a safe cry room. Safe place with crayons and... and uh, ah, yes, no. okay, that, make, that makes a little bit more sense than... Um, you know, my my son used to be a postman, but he, he got out of that. Uh, he left the post office due to reassignment. Well, that's very brave. Well, I don't think I don't think it's brave. He just wanted to be reassigned to an office closer to his home, you know. But you know, it didn't work out. So, but. so does the post office pay for a reassignment? Uh, well, no. I mean, you just take your personal belongings from one office and then you move it to another well, office. Well, maybe he should consider the military because I understand they will pay for gender reassignment oh, surgery. Gosh, I'm talking about normal reassignment, not the kind of reassignment that when people hear it, they think of gender reassignment and breasts on a man. I'm talking about just like we always talked about reassignment, a normal word before it got ruined. Ah. That okay. kind of that uh, kind of reassignment. Okay. Yeah, a regular yeah. sort of reassignment. Okay. So, you know, I I, I obviously I'm, I'm thinking too much about business and money and all that kind of stuff and I was looking at my retirement situation. Yeah. And I I realized that I have a decent amount of equity in my home. I don't I wouldn't be so sure. I mean, we're talking about equity here, so you your neighbor's house, right? There, it's it's bigger than yours. Yours is bigger than the one across the street. Somebody, I saw one of them put a pool in. Another guy put a, an addition on the back of his house. That's not my idea of equity. Sorry. No, no. So this is what I mean. If I sell my house, I'll get a decent amount of money for it. That's what I, I see. Mean. And then each of you and your neighbors would like exchange houses or something, so that everybody had an equal time in each other's houses so that they could all... No, the, no, that's actually not what I'm thinking at all. Ah, well, that doesn't seem like there's a lot of equity going on here. Then. Well, so I'm talking all about this, equity. All this big talk about equity. I'm talking about equity in the way we normally think of oh, like that's home, the normal way. home equity, like a home equity uh, loan or something. You know, the equity you have in your home. Yes, people used to talk about dream. that, didn't yeah, they? Not some crazy yes. dream about everything being... You know, distributed in a funny way. No, no, we're not uh, talking about that. No. So, uh, you know that guy Bill I talk about at work. Yeah, great guy. I mean, it was a it was a real privilege to work with that guy. I'm sorry he I'm sorry he left. So, a, a, probably a white guy and probably straight. Um, don't know about all that. I mean, I, I suppose he was. Yeah. So, well, that figures. So he's moving on to a better job that he probably doesn't deserve just because he's a white, straight male. Like you said, privileged. No, not privileged uh, like some dumb new current way that we use the word. I'm talking about simple privilege like it was a good thing that happened, not somebody gets benefits that somebody else doesn't oh, get oh, based so you on mean, you mean privilege in the sense of something that you're actually thankful for rather than something that you apologize for. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, which, till five minutes ago, that's exactly what we meant. Yes, when we said, when we said privilege. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's great. So, you know, I... I my, my granddaughter mm. needs, some, needs some help from time to time, and I was helping her with pronouns the other day. She, she doesn't quite get the concept of a pronoun. Well, 
I mean, I understand it. That's how it goes these days. You know, she's got to pick her pronouns and all. No, 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 no. I just, I just mean I'm working with her on English grammar. She doesn't understand what kinds of words are pronouns. Uh, yeah, she's not going to the right kind of school, I guess, because there's Zim, there's Zer, there's... Those what, aren't even uh, words. Shim, what, what, Yeah, How what are you that? talking about? I, I just want her to do well in English class. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, but what, how is her teacher going to know how to address her if she doesn't properly pick her own pronouns and make it known to everyone and force everyone to call her what she insists upon? Okay, so you know? I don't think that she really has pronouns. I mean, th that's... I don't think anyone has pronouns. No, it's, it's just grammar. <laughs> Gra you know, grammar, there's these pronouns that we all collectively agree uh, to. We don't all get to pick pronouns. That's like this weird newfangled... From the beginning of time until five minutes ago. <laughs> yes. She doesn't have her pronouns. There are just pronouns. That's the way they, it is. They exist independent of us. Yes. And, and of our opinions and of our, our, our problems and things. So, you know, here we are, pounding down some beers on St. Patrick's Day, and mm -hmm. it reminds me that old, old Mrs. Pigweed used to, used to be able to hang. Mm -hmm. No, not, not anymore. She hardly drinks at all. Her tolerance has gotten really low. Oh, I hate that about people. Well, I wouldn't say I hate it. I mean, actually, she's a cheap date, you know what I'm so, saying? Have you thought about divorcing her? No, I haven't thought about divorcing her. Because she doesn't drink? No, because she hates not white cultures. Uh jeez. All right, look. I'm talking about her low... I mean, you said tolerance. So tolerance what, else, what else are you going to think of? Yes. Well, I'll tell you what you're going to think of. A low tolerance to alcohol. Oh. And, of course, uh, she's Mexican, so that would be kind of weird. If she, if she was uh... only against non-white cultures? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yes. no, no. I'm talking about the normal tolerance. Normal tolerance. Yes. yes. Just like being, uh, you know, or, or how about tolerance in um, mechanics, right? There you certain go. things right. have a certain tolerance. That's right. It's, 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 it's an inch plus or minus this tolerance. Yes. Yeah. So it doesn't always have to do. It doesn't. No. Really. No, it never did. <laughs> About five minutes ago, and I, but I got one more thing I want to bring up. Okay. And um, my cousin just had a baby. Yeah. Yeah, it's her second. Congrats, she, that's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, uh, she, she couldn't decide on a color scheme, so she said, "You know what? I'm going to go with all of them—a rainbow theme." Oh, that's so progressive. It's good to start them out young like that. I mean, I guess uh, you know, kids, kids like that. They, they like colors. You can teach them about colors, and if they get older. You can teach them about prisms and prisms and refraction and and that kind of thing. But, uh, but uh, you're missing the important thing, which is how to be an ally. You have to choose how to choose your gender, and you know, struggle for LGBTQI. No, oh, gosh, all right, I see where this is going. I'm talking about the rainbow. Remember how all all of recorded history, rainbow just meant. That thing in the sky. With the pot of gold at the end. With the pot of gold at the end. And all of the colors were represented. And it's a scientific phenomenon. And uh, it was a way to just have a delightful, colorful aspect. to. So you're not trying to get your, your cousin's child. What is your cousin's child? What do you call your cousin's child? I don't know what, that, yeah. what is the all name right, for that? Step cousin? So, I don't know what that means. So you're, you're not trying to indoctrinate your cousin's child into some no that's that's a, that's 5 minutes ago uh no we don't have we don't need to associate the rainbow with lgbt rights but 
frankly, you can't help it. Uh, yes. I mean, right? That's, that's the way the world I mean, works. Right? If you did that, you, you wouldn't. It, it is coalition. what happened if you, if you yeah. rainbowed your, your, your kid's room. They would, somebody would. Somebody would say, yeah, this is. Right. You're making a political statement. You're making a political statement. You're like, no, I just saw all the colors. <laughs> I just wanted to paint a colorful room. Jeez, and I thought yeah. a kid would like it. Now I'm now I'm an ally. And if I deny I'm an ally, now I'm an anti-ally or something. <laughs> Somehow the, a simple rainbow has become <laughs> politics. It's, it's, that's, okay, we have to predict that's going to be a new word, anti-ally. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it doesn't is kind roll of, off the tongue, though. It does. Well, well, you know, we'll come up with a version of that because it actually uh, is goes right into the heart of uh, if you're not anti-racist, you're... Racist. Therefore, you're racist. So, yeah. yeah, right. So, if you're not full blown to ally, then you're anti ally. Thanks for joining us for Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crow Hill, where you'll find lighthearted chats and deep dives. We hope you enjoy our beer reviews and banter. After which, we cover everything from Tolstoy to Thomas Sowell, from God to the Green New Deal, from UFOs to UBI, from Ted Cruz to time travel. From home brewing to homeschooling. From transcendentalism to trans madness. You can reach us with your question or comment at pigweedshow at gmail.com. Anyway, right, well, that so was kind of exhausting and kind of fun. Unfortunately, we've discovered a handful of words that have just been ruined. That you can't even say them without being politically charged. Right. In a way that they have no, they were perfectly fine words. Well, you know, that, that is a clever way to yeah. try to influence the culture is yeah, to redefine like, words. Yep, you know, that's yep. it's, it's the way it works. You know, you, you change the way people think, which, which by the way, just getting back to the, the pronoun thing, that's, that's what I hate the most about the whole pronoun thing is the, the purpose of it is to train your mind yeah. when you're thinking of a person, not to think of that person, but to think of who they sleep with. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's, that's what, what's going on is, is it's trying to change the way you think about people. The way I think about that person is not in terms of objective facts about their existence. What I think about that person is their own gender reality or whatever. And it's, it's retraining your mind to think of every person that you know yes, in that context. Right. Through the prism of of sexual identity. Right. How about, how about no? How about no? How about I don't want to think about people that way? Yeah. Like you, whatever you do, whatever, that's fine. Whatever. I don't care. I don't want to, I don't but want you, my you brain. You perverts are so sex obsessed. I know. I mean, I have to, right, so I have now to they're freaking out because, person. because you can't tell, can teach kindergartners about sex. I don't want you talking to my kids in, even in high school, <laughs> in health class, in the seventh grade, you can explain how the body works. Yeah. Other than that, don't, uh, don't, I don't want you talking about sexual positions, sexual opportunities, se- sexual anything. Yeah. That word doesn't even need to be, do, do you remember how, how many times did you hear word sex outside of health class in 12 years? They were taught to you by a teacher, by a grown up. Bunch of groomers and perverts. <laughs> I don't remember it at all. I, I don't, no, yeah. I don't, why would it be? Especially, especially <laughs> third grade. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy, but it's... And they're upset that they're going to wait till third grade. We should be starting in kindergarten. The idea of changing these words, changing the meanings of these words, is to change the way you think. Yes. And I, and I resent it. They get it. And it goes, and it goes back. We're going to, we're going to have to do Orwell because it's un, 
It's getting so Orwellian in here <laughs> that uh, in what, one what, of them is what? In, in Ben Franklin's studio? It's getting Orwellian? <laughs> no, no. no. This is a Orwell-free zone, but I'm saying this world we're living in. Yes, it's getting uh, very Orwellian. It is, and that's Newspeak. I mean, that's, exactly. that's what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's right. Re, re, you redefine the words, which, read, which redefines how you think. Mm-hmm. Yes, because in order to think clearly, you need to speak clearly. And the... Changing the way we use words is a way to change the way you think. Yeah, totally. And mm-hmm. That's frightening. Okay, how about something a little bit more? Okay, well, let's, let's change the topic here. Okay, good. Well, we have a letter from the listener. Okay, good. I like, I like to think that it's actually a handwritten letter sent through the mail, but, you know, does no, anybody do that? I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't, do haven't received my one. Hand, my handwriting's gotten so horrible because I just type everything. I can't spell yeah. anything. I just start typing like... And I, then I, Grammarly I, kicks in. Yeah, I'm a, I, I, I'm like, uh, I don't know how to spell Renaissance. I'll just get started here and the machine will fix and the machine. it. <laughs> That's right, the machine will So anyway, it. but Sparky Mark says, yeah. I was listening to your episode on therapy culture. Yeah. Men have always gone to war. Yeah. I don't recall uh, the reference of P- PTSD. Could that be the result of therapy culture or do we just have a different name for it in the past? Well, there was a different name. So it's true that the PTSD yeah. is a new word. Now the question is that are we seeing the, the are we recognizing the experience of PTSD more because of this therapy culture where everyone is encouraged to talk about their feelings and let's go back to the therapy culture where we had I don't know, five disclaimers going, you know, <laughs> yes. look, we get it. Yes, therapy is if, beneficial. If people need therapy, then by all means and I'm get certainly, therapy. And I'm going to have to say, I'm going well, to say this one time, but I actually mean it times seven. I've never been to war. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the horrors of war are like. Yeah. I would never, I have no bucket, I have such, you know, respect for the men that go to war. Yeah. I'm not poo-pooing. The Their after, or yes, the else. aftermath right. of such an experience. Yeah. yeah. However, I do think it's a legitimate question. Yeah. So, so I guess the question is: people have been going to war for forever. <laughs> and Cain crashed in <laughs> the head with a rock. Right. So, so, so men have been suffering through, and, and not just men. You know, when when the men fail stopping the hunt at the gate, now the now the women are involved. Yeah. You know, so I mean, there's been. These, these horrible experiences that people have had for all of human history. And the question is, have we finally identified or defined or explained something that's always been there, or have we created some new thing? Yes. So I would, so life was so much more horrible until five minutes ago that what we define now as traumatic, until five minutes ago, how many families lost a child? Yeah, lots. Okay? So yeah. it's, in, in human history, you might lose half your kids. You might yeah. have ten kids and four of them make, what did I see? Old Arthur Guinness had 23 kids, ten survived to adulthood. Wow. You watched 13 kids die right. yeah. in your, in, in your home. Yeah, which is, which is actually so. an interesting thing to think about in terms of wealth. Like the wealthiest guy on the planet yeah. 200 years ago could do nothing to stop his kid from dying from something that nowadays you go down to the grocery store, the, you know, the pharmacy, and you get yeah. a pill and you give it to him and he's fine. Yes. So, so I guess what? Yes. So oh, 
what, what I'm saying is we are, what, what we have, we have defined down traumatic. AOC is suffering from PSD from not being in the Capitol during the Capitol, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. So, so. Yeah. Well, there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of made up trauma, but war is clearly not made up trauma. It's when not you, made up trauma. All right. So, all right. So this is what I'm getting at. So I have a friend who, whose dad was in the Battle of the Bulge. Okay. And he says that his dad did not mention it until he was like in his 80s. Yeah. And I think there was a bit of, and there's always always been a bit of, well, you come home from war and that's nobody else's business. You kind of push that thing down. While therapy culture says, if you push feelings down, they will reemerge in some horrible negative way later. Right. So it's that very it's Freudian mo- idea. Yes. yes. So it's very important for you to constantly be talking. Yeah. And I'm wondering if this the su- the high suicide rates mm-hmm. and the PTSD suffering is because we encourage so much talking about it. Yeah. Where I mean, again, it sounds like I'm making you know that I'm telling I'm, I'm telling these wonderfully brave men to suck it up. That's definitely not what I'm doing. Right. But, um, it's, but it's a culturally, legit, it's a legit question because I know, I know there are, there are times when something happens to you, some, some, not, not, you know, not war or something, yeah, but, but some, anything some, unpleasant. something happens to you and you really are not prepared to talk about it right away. Mm-hmm. At least I'm not. Yeah. You know, I mean, there, sometimes I, I need some time. I need some time mm-hmm. to think about it. I need some time to process it before I'm ready to talk about it. Right. So is it, is it at least possible that Maybe people need a couple of years. I mean, your your friends eighty years <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, how, to to kind of process it before you're ready to talk. Or, and that's one possibility. Is wait a minute, you need some time to kind of get your thoughts together. Or maybe talking about it is the the process towards cleaning it up. And I I don't know how to answer. I that don't question. either. I, I don't either. But I don't. I think that we're talking about. Gosh, I don't want to compare traumatic experiences, but there's there, there there's no you, you you can't draw the correlation that the war experience of guys in Iraq and Afghanistan was so much worse than world than the guys in World War II yeah. that that would explain these high levels of. Yeah. So one thing I've heard about this is that I don't know. What, one thing I've heard about this is that people who go who have kind of a naive view of humanity. Uh-huh. Where they think of humans as being generally good, yeah, and then they go into war, they are so shocked and appalled by what they see that those people are far more injured psychologically injured by it than people who kind of knew ahead of time that people are bastards and rotten and do uh-huh. crappy stuff, right. and you know here's an example of it mm-hmm. so so I wonder another possibility. Is that we see higher rates of PTSD now because people have unrealistic expectations about human nature and the evil that men do to one another. Right. But I mean, I think there's a there's a when I think of World War Two. Now I know men came home shell shocked. Yeah. From World War One. Yeah. Sitting in trenches all day, just hearing bombs landing over their heads, and that dead bodies laying down next and to them, and right, yeah. right, wondering. It, you know, the, it, you, they're, 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 they're coming off like, they're like popcorn. Yeah. 
It's hideous. So which one is which one is going to hit me and kill me? And these guys came home with that sort of shaking and you know. So yes, so yes, (laughs) I'm not saying that it is just now started that men have returned from war, suffering psychological damage. It just doesn't seem like. It, it, it just seems like the numbers are higher, or again, you know, things are just broad. Also, an- another thing that's different. I remember our, our was it Dave Carlin? We listened to the right, World Dan. War mm-hmm. Dan Carlin. Yeah, we listened to his stuff about World War One. Yeah, and it's just so unbelievably horrible the kinds of things people live through. You know, it's. I wonder if part of the answer to this is that war itself has changed dramatically. I mean, the idea of of running with a bunch of people with a sharp iron object to try to kill other people who are trying to kill you with a sharp iron object. Right. And that's pretty horrible. Right. But it's not sitting in a trench with dead bodies laying next to you and, and, you know, mustard gas no, being fired I, yeah, at you. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, well, that's, that's true, but we're not, that's, that isn't happening. That's not the, our, the, our current generation of veterans. Didn't have that experience. They didn't either. have trench warfare. And, no, but, and, and yeah. actually, if I if you think further back, I think sh- bombing people from a distance can't possibly be worse than stabbing them up close. So if you <laughs> so if you served twenty years in the Roman Empire uh, before you could retire, all of your fighting was when you, was you were you were soaked in the other man's blood and feeling yeah. his breath on your face. Yeah, that can't be less bad than what? shooting them from a distance. But I, but I wonder. Is it is it possible that that's more human? Like we have we have a hundred thousand years of killing one another up close with sharp implements and having blood spilled on our face. We only have fifty years or so of sitting there and bombs landing on us. Yeah. Well, how about this? Uh, how about the guy who has PTSD? And I'm not making this up. Flying a drone from Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. And killing somebody in Afghanistan. Right. Uh, I realize that when you push the little trigger, it did result in somebody's death, and you do have to live with that. Yes. But come on, dude. Yeah. So did really? you see Eye in the Sky? It's an interesting movie about that, no. that very phenomenon. But so, so I guess I don't know how to answer Sparky Mark. I mean, no, I don't either, Sparky. But it's a good question, uh, and I don't know if our therapy culture and encur- encouraging. Talking about your emotions does that always solve everything? Is that the best way to deal with everything? Because yeah. I know the I know what they would say is the worst thing you can do is just shove it down deep. But hmm, I don't know. I shove a lot of things down kind of deep. <laughs> right. It is. It is really. It is really hard to know. And and part of the problem is how how do we compare? You know, is is there really a study where they're comparing the guy who? pushed it down and what happened to him right. with yeah, the people who didn't. Can I they know. really do a study like hey, that? Can you really do a study like that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. you guys in group A. You, right. So you guys you're going to push things you down. You both had the same experience. Right. right? Or, or is there such a thing where two guys did have the same experience and then 20 years later one guy's like, I've been in therapy for 20 years. The other guy goes, I've never talked about it once. Yeah. You can see how have their lot you know, did, did this, this guy – Wake up in night tremors and murder his wife because he never right um, right. So, so I mean, they actually probably could do. So I, I think I think there was this effort after when men were coming back from Afghanistan, 
what they did was they divided them into two groups. And, and the, the people in one group, they told them, okay, we want you guys not to talk about your experiences for the next 10 years. And the people in the other group, we said, oh, yeah. we want you to go to therapy and talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And then they watched them for 10 years to uh -oh. see, to see which one did better. Right. I know, I know one thing, and I don't know if this applies. Um, in up to, at World War II, when the fighting was over, it was, I mean, what's the earliest you could get home? Eight weeks? Right? Yeah, Before took, you, took some time, yeah. Where in beginning in Vietnam, it could be a few two, hours, two yeah, days. Yeah. Right? You could get, you could come out of the field, get to Saigon, get on a plane and be in your bedroom in your mommy's house. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like day. the time, is that, right? So it's kind of like your commuting time. You know, some people like their commuting time because it allows them to transition from yeah. I'm at home to I'm at work yeah. and from I'm at work to I'm at home. So that half hour in the car or whatever the heck it is makes, makes a difference. And, you know, maybe there's something to being around your your other fellow soldiers and yeah, taking so you decompress with yeah. those guys. You, you're you're on a boat with those guys for, you know, for 10 days. Yeah. You're anticipating coming home mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to just showing up and everybody's just going, Hey, Jim's back. Let's go get a beer. And you're going, <laughs> you're going I was, uh, I was in just yesterday. I was, I was shooting somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. that's part of the problem. I, I don't know. It's uh, a good question. Know. Well, good question there, Sparky Mark. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, that's a good question. Do you, All uh, right. are you done or do you want to do it? No, I, I, I really want to call out Tony Shuck. I hope I'm I'm not getting your name wrong. Uh, she's a, a state trooper in Florida. Okay. And she's recuperating from her injuries caused by a violent head-on collision. Mm, and is, the she reason, is she a bad driver? No. The reason that she was in this violent head-on collision is because there, there was a drunk driver who was driving the wrong direction on the road, and she intentionally put herself between the drunk driver and a bunch of but innocent people. Right, but, but there was also like a parade or something, right? It was like, wasn't, it, it wasn't that they were just going the wrong way. There was actually a, a you know, it wouldn't have just like, m might have hit one person. Yeah, yeah, it, it was clearly going to hit a bunch of people. Right. And, and so, uh, what did old Tony do? She put herself in the path to stop this car. Thank and you. this, this is what, you know, they, they protect and serve and all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. These people are out there doing this kind of stuff. All the time. All the All time. the time. And, and, and it's amazing. Uh, I'm so impressed by by Tony here and by the other officers who go out there every day, put their lives on the line to try to protect people. It's well, amazing. Well, well, we wish her a speedy recovery. Yes. And thank you, Tony Shuck, our man of the week. All right. Well done. If you like Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crow Hill, please like it. Share it, give us a good review, post it to Facebook, all that good stuff. Thank you so much.